It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're getting our Thor tickets today, on Monday, while we're recording yes. this. Yes. <laughs> surprise, surprise, it's a Monday. Yeah, surprise, yes. So a lot of people have reached out. We did play in this, yes. So you'll be hearing this either Monday night or Tuesday morning, but your Thor tickets are available. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Spider-Man is coming back to theaters, I guess. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about what that means. Black Adam finally gives us our, uh, his first trailer and more. Yes, and I assure you this uh, podcast is not created by AI or artificial intelligence, even though I feel like we have enough audio yeah. in the backlog to we can do that. Just tell it to vamp in between uh, bullets. Yep. Uh, but Chris uh, and I both unknowingly were playing with, uh, what's it called, Dolly? I'm not even sure how it's pronounced, but it's D-A-L-L, then it's got the little bullet and then the letter E. Yeah, like like a Dolly. It's like Dolly, maybe. Like I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's it, you put it in a maybe prompt. Is it like a Doctor like, Who reference? Isn't there like a Dalek? Dalek well, yeah, thing? but, but like, this, this seems like a Wally. But like it's, oh yeah, that's true. It could be like a Wally thing, but it's a Dolly. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah. So you just put in a prompt, and it spits out like a uh, like what nine images that it randomly generates with AI. Yeah, and this is like the uh, quote unquote like mobile friendly version. If you can like get access to like their I guess like closed beta, they have like a higher amped up one that'll give you like much better results uh, visually, and I think also like faster. But oh. I, I did a I did a few uh, Paddington doing a kickflip, that one was pretty cool. Um, s- my wife wanted to see scuba diving in chocolate pudding, but it mainly created scuba divers finding chocolate pudding under the water, so that one was fun. And yeah. then a uh, googly eyes on bagel, that one is uh, pretty fun too. Um, I st- I'm starting to see a lot more of them just like shared casually on Twitter, and a popular one I see is. Um, like blank street view so like godzilla but like as seen through street view or um like security camera ones and stuff like that or something in the style of a different painter it's a pretty crazy so uh what are you giving us chris like a decade before uh any uh all of our jobs are taken Uh, yeah yeah i would say i would say so i mean it's spinning these images i was just making like simpsons shit posts with it uh, (laughs) like just typing in you know uh like Homer Simpson or, you know, Moe's Tavern or something stupid like that, just goofing around. And it'll still do it. Uh, so Surprisingly, I figured it would have a better uh, handle on what Thanos looks like visually. And I tried to get Thanos breakdancing, and I couldn't... I didn't really get anything. Like, I got, like, some generic, like, breakdancing poses. And, like, at the very least, I thought they'd be purple. But yeah. uh, not even that. So it definitely still has its limitations. But if you want to play around with some artificial intelligence, uh, I don't even know what the website's called, but uh, it's just search Dolly. D-A-L-L, probably space, and then an E. It's, it's, it's like dash E, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was, I, so I so the reason this is late is I've been in Austin, Texas uh, all weekend. So literally Friday through today, Monday. So that's why we recorded a little later. So I was down there in the 107 minimum degree temperature heat like uh, but it's the, a dry heat right isn't that no, what they no, say it's no, a dry it's hot heat? it's hot no matter what you're doing. <laughs> uh in the shade it's not too bad in direct sunlight it's just miserable uh for for a house cat as myself so i've spent the past couple of weeks trying to build like a base tan uh you know outside here and there so <laughs> i didn't burn thankfully uh but i will tell you it is hot 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 down there a uh, couple highlights uh, real fast. I went to Austin's uh, Books and Comics, which I went there when I was there, like, I think it was, I was there seven years ago. And they have, like, a life-size Hulk statue in the comic book store. Um, right. So I snagged my photo with it again, so I'm going to have those side-by-sides later. Uh, also was able to go to um, Top Notch Burger, which is the restaurant they filmed uh, Dazing and Views at. Uh, so that was really fun to do. And, um, yeah, just really just kind of... You know, uh, 
my wife has friends there, and we just kind of visited the city a little bit here and there. I uh, got my Whataburger. Did not know they have In-N-Out. And then, of course, to Mike's uh, pleasant surprise, we went to a Bucky's. The one, like this, this thing, you know, despite the gas of price, the price of gas being so high, there was like literally, you know, 50 plus pumps or more out of Bucky's when you're there. And uh, <laughs> I keep meaning to, uh, I keep meaning to send this to you, but I found a, um, a sticker on a uh, MacBook laptop that is the Bucky's logo, okay. but in the rendition of an Ewok. So it's like an Ewok kind of looking up up into the distance on that yellow circle. Oh, yeah. And I even tried to Google it, and like that sticker, I can't easily find it on the internet. So it's a rare sticker indeed, but yeah, uh, yeah the Bucky's love is real. Yeah, it is. Uh, the day before, uh, I, I believe it was on, yeah, actually, I think Saturday morning, we went to this... Uh, park there it's, you pay to get in they have like a natural river like flows so you can swim in right and um you know i was sitting there you know just sitting on the on the bank hanging out and the, the one guy comes up sits down towel he's got on bucky's swim trunks uh like straight <laughs> up so uh, the the love for bucky's in in texas is strong as ever um and then i didn't get to go to this but we i did drive by the uh alamo draft house theater there several times uh Nothing was is out that I could get anyone to watch, uh, but you know I would love to actually go to a draft house theater, uh, which I don't know if you know this. Recently, today actually sold their Mondo b- business to Funko, the the poster business. Uh, they, oh, okay. So the draft house sold Mondo to Funko. So if you like, oh, that's probably maybe that's like a Bob Iger decision since uh, Bob Iger, former Disney CEO, I believe is a partial or major investor in Funko right yeah. now. So maybe he's like, yeah, let's get this poster. I, I I don't know if you know this, but my last job, we dealt with a lot of posters, actually. Yeah, yeah it, he, he, has, he knows a thing or two about uh, selling merchandise, quite a bit <laughs> of it. Uh, so if you start seeing Mondo posters in your Walmart aisles next to the Funkos, that's why. Uh, for that, and then you've got two movies here. The first one, uh, feel free to spill your guts. But that second one, you tread lightly, sir. You tread lightly. <laughs> yes, no spoilers. Uh, but I had a chance to go to two advanced screenings uh, last week. Uh, one for Jurassic World Dominion, which advanced is uh, in uh, quotations. It was only a day early. I got to see it on Wednesday at uh, screening at a Universal City Walk. So I was like at the home of Universal watching Universal's probably biggest movie this year. And I went in with extremely low expectations and was given free popcorn and free drink. So it, everything was only looking up from there. And I had an okay time. I liked it better than the second one, Fallen Kingdom, but I am totally not oblivious to the the review and chatter out there in the world. This one is kind of getting uh, tanked. Uh, so if you look at this new Jurassic World series, they only get worse, according to the critics, as you go along. But yeah. there's kind of this iconic split right now between the audience and the critics on this third one. And you would think, you know, that trend would be the same for Fallen Kingdom, the second film. Nope, the critics and the audience agreed that they didn't like that one. So, so that's something fun- split here. I think it's the nostalgia, though, of the returning cast it's funny from the Jurassic Park movies. I've seen I've seen a pretty good split on people because the cinema score gave it an A minus, uh, which was even higher than Doctor Strange, which was blowing my mind. So yeah, I, it's I don't interesting. Know they're, they're like, inter- I don't know where they're interviewing these people. I, but. I think honestly, what it comes down to, it's just the power of like dinosaurs on the screen. I don't yeah. know if there's just this primal part of our brain that's just like, if you just make a halfway competent action scene with a dinosaur in it, like I'm gonna give you a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. And I would say there's just enough dinos in this and the returning cast to get me to, I would say, recommend it to somebody, but I don't think they're doing anything crazy out of the ordinary here. You know, everything kind of just devolves yet again into people trapped inside a, you know, what is ostensibly a park with dinosaurs (laughs) in the movie. So, yeah, it's strange that this one was supposedly supposed to kind of, like, cap off this trilogy or this saga, and they just... They left it just as open-ended as I feel like they left the last movie. Yeah. So strange times, but I, I had some fun, dinosaur fun. But remember, I went in with bottom barrel expectations. Uh, the the only real one that I think shines is the very first Jurassic Park movie. Obviously, yeah. I have nostalgia for the second one that starred Jeff Goldblum. And then Jurassic World was just kind of like a fun kind of rehash, but everything else peppered around there is kind of 
Nah, crazy. So Jurassic right. World Dominion, go out there, form your own opinions. I still feel like this is going to make money. I have not looked at the box office, but I'm sure that this will make its money back and uh, Universal will still be in business uh, at the end of the summer. Yeah. Uh, you think they'll, but, they'll do like a, th- a third trilogy, another re- I reboot think, later down the road? I think how do you use this franchise and leave it wide open and not have like a Paramount Plus series on the table? I don't know exactly if you bring back really any of the cast, but I mean, if you got the dinosaur models in a computer already, just uh, throw a couple animators and a VFX team, and it's just it seems like you greenlight a streaming series because Paramount Plus needs they, it. <laughs> they have the animated series Camp Cretaceous mm-hmm. that ties into these directly on Netflix. Yeah. Now, my deals yeah, are animated, think, not CG, but like there's still well, also, if I remember correctly, I think that's on Netflix. So that's not, Netflix, e- yeah. yeah, that's not even bolstering the Paramount plus. So, uh, don't be surprised if maybe within like the next, uh, couple months Look, we see something greenlit for a series. If, if they do, it's a very fine line to walk with the CG models. I mean, I, I've, my, my question for you was going to be, how do the dinosaurs look in this? Right. Because that's, they look, that's... They look great. And speaking of dinosaurs, my wife and I have been watching the Apple Plus uh, David Attenborough kind of uh, dinosaur documentary thing. And, you know, I don't know if that how the budget compares to like, you know, a blockbuster summer action movie, but the dinosaurs on there look great, too. So I think when it comes to uh, rendering dinosaurs on a computer, I don't think it's that difficult anymore. It's just uh, who wants to make the show. So yeah, that's my expectation is... Maybe they'll cool off the movies for a little bit, but streaming ser- series for sure. Um, but a much more advanced screening, which I guess since now it's the new week, uh, Lightyear comes out here on Thursday, yes. uh, Thursday night, Friday for most other people. Uh, but I got a chance to see it this weekend. Lightyear starring uh, Chris Evans as the titular Buzz. And I had a great time. No spoilers, but it was super fun. They do uh, a great job like doing like tongue-in-cheek references to the Buzz Lightyear and the canon that we're familiar with from the Toy Story movies and uh, also the production design is beautiful like if you were a fan of Legos in the 90s and especially like those spaceship Legos like I just love that aesthetic and look and I feel like that's what they did in this movie they like looked at 90s Lego sets and they're like oh let's go for that kind of like chunky blocky kind of 90s retro like science fiction and i just love the production design throughout the movie it's beautiful um the only caveat is going with a little bit of suspension of disbelief i don't know if this is just because it's a kids movie that's also like a science fiction movie but you you do kind of have to like let the plot go just slightly to be like oh, okay let's let's move it along so I'll, I'll leave it at that just uh don't harp on it too much and i think you'll have a, a great time i loved it it was wonderful uh i look forward to watching it again at some point in time whether it's disney plus or maybe in theaters again so uh light year big thumbs up recommendation awesome all right well let's kick into this the other thing that went on this weekend was uh, microsoft bethesda's big gamescom and i was trying to go through it but they have another extended preview tomorrow, so I was like, I don't really have anything, so we'll not talk about that, but we'll jump into the other kind of reveal this week was uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns game uh, with the release date uh-huh. and a couple other reveals. So um, this new trailer, they they dive into Metallica yet again. The first one was um, Inner Sandman. This one is Master of Puppets. So they're leaning into that uh, Metallica you know, uh, soundtrack. So this one we get to see uh, in this trailer, in our show notes here, uh, links up. It reveals that um, you know the 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 villain. I think her name's Lilith. Is corrupting heroes and villains to to be uh, on her side and kind of giving them like some sort of like Diablo esque demon and like looks to their characters, right? So uh, that was really cool to see this. And also the big confirmation of Spider Man's in this game. A lot of people are like, well, Sony has you know the lock on Spider Man in games pretty much. They let him come out for Ultimate Alliance. Uh, the Avengers game only got out on PlayStation. Uh, you know, he's got his own games over there. What, will he be in this? And big confirmation right out the gate that Spider-Man will be in this game, as well as Scarlet Witch, uh, as well, uh, who, who shows up in this trailer for a little bit here. Um, I, I'm excited for this game. Uh, October 8th is a single-player game, so I think that's a that's a huge win for it, right? Uh, uh, kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy game is. You can pick it up, play it 
as you want, move through it. Um, have you ever played any of the XCOM games before, Mike? Or are familiar? With no, those? I mean I'm slightly familiar with the with the gameplay uh, style, but this yeah. does seem to be unique, at least to Marvel properties in this kind of gameplay, right? Yeah, yeah. So they essentially took XCOM, where you have like turn-based battles, uh, in in you know you can move your characters and attack and so on and so forth, and you have a card-based system for your ability. So it looks like you'll unlock more cards with characters get outfits you can build relationships with characters and like this um they have like a like a hub you go back to between missions and you have conversations so a lot like a one of those conversational rpgs so um very excited for this i love the the cast of characters is a little eclectic in this right you know we talked about spider-man scarlet witch sure they're in the zeitgeist right now but like you you get blade you get um Magic, you get the the Robbie Ray's Ghost Rider. I think those are really cool characters to to bring to the forefront for a video game. Um, this fighting demon demons. So um, yeah, the uh, the game the gameplay style is probably a reason why we're getting such kind of like breathtaking cinematic trailers, right? Like all of these trailers that we've had so far for Midnight Suns, it's like a it's like a thumbnail generating machine. Like every yeah. screenshot is just like awesome because not only are you getting like these highly highly polished models of the characters, but they're usually in this alternative kind of like demon style which is pretty cool, uh, but also, like, an XCOM gameplay style probably doesn't lend itself too well for, like, a trailer, right? Because it's, like, yeah. turn-based. Like, you can only make that look so exciting yeah. when you're not playing it. So that's probably why we're getting trailers that look so highly polished. Yeah, 100%. I mean, these are, these are all cutscenes, right? Like, 100% uh, for this. And I, I really enjoy... So I, one of the big things about this is going to be the costuming. You know, you're going to be able to unlock more costumes. Uh, the pre-orders get you early access to some of those suits. And this trailer, it looks like they leaned into some of like that, that gold and black looks for everybody there. Even Spider-Man's kind of got like a uh, the gold and black suit with the red eyes. So really cool to see this. Uh, it's coming in October, so I bet we'll see more gameplay over the next couple weeks as they get closer and closer to that. Uh, in case anyone missed it, Miss Marvel dropped on Disney Plus this week. Uh episode one not two not three just one uh, as as uh, tradition and i believe this is one of the higher rated uh properties i believe i think i saw rotten tomatoes uh from critics on on disney plus from marvel so very excited for that it does have a mid-credit scene uh for people who don't know sometimes they 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 do like the fancy um you know uh stylized credits and then it'll cut mm. away to like the, it'll go small and you're like ah they may be wait for all this uh, but this one does have something afterwards. Um, so that was that was really fun to see here. Um, overall, I mean, we can just do it quickly. There's really no spoilers in this. I think a lot of this was in the um, trailers, right, uh, of this whole uh, kind of scene going on here. But I will tell you, I now more than ever want a real-life Avengers con that we can go to, Mike. That's just <laughs> straight-up Marvel MCU-themed uh, convention for people to go to. Yeah, the, the convention scene in it was kind of interesting because, you know, you and I both have gone to, like, different styles and calibers of conventions, but this was, like, uh, the strangest convention I think I've ever seen where they've had, like, a gigantic Ant-Man and, like, Thor's hammer, but it's, like, kind of on yeah. this, like, lower budget side of things, so I had to, like, suspend my uh, disbelief for somebody that is uh, familiar with cons. Well, it, it kind of seemed like... um. <laughs> Like, not an official con like we've been to, right? We've been, like, sponsored. This I've been to stuff like this that are, like, hotels. Mm. Um, and this is, like, more like a back street, like a, hey, the fans did this. We don't have a lot of money. Here's some artwork we've done. Here's some very cheap, uh, I guess, giant man statues we made kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but, like, it's like it's like something maybe you see on a Facebook invite group rather than they're selling tickets out front. Um, it was cool to see, you know... Um, um, Marvel man Agent M there. Um, he, I, I've, like I said, I've seen him at conventions, met him in person. He's a pretty cool guy. So, so he's down there. And honestly, I didn't expect to get the uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim looks, the animation styles. Uh, I really enjoyed how some of the uh, the texting messages were done, like on the sidewalks, the street. Oh drive. yeah, I forgot about that. Very clever. They, they actually did come through with some of that animation. Uh, her fantasy world in the actual show. And that was pretty cool because uh, we were kind of like, is this in the show? Is it just for the trailer kind of thing? Uh, yeah, very. And they, and they went all in on it. 
Yeah, very stylized. I love that look of it. Uh, you know, I'm always a sucker for kind of like teenage coming of age stories in general, and I thought they were doing that pretty effectively. You know, you always you always got to throw in like a really tough parent right in your story, so your main character ha- kind of has somebody to push back against and like test the rules. So I thought all of that was wor- working really really well. Uh, the the only thing I really didn't like, and we didn't really get that much of it, but like. The, the visualization of, of the, the powers. I, I mean, I know we were a lot of people were talking about it before the dropped for the show dropped, so it's worth coming back around to again. I just don't think it looks that cool. You know, maybe when we get to see it more in action rather than just like her reactionary kind of learning how to use it. But like yeah. the whole time I was like, it just looks very generic to me right like i know like it has this cosmic ability is that kind of that's being rumored but to me these like kind of little glass kind of prism things they're just not visually compelling to me at all um but i did think it was kind of interesting uh sorry for the 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 light spoilers here they're just all very light i don't think we're revealing too much in this first episode This first episode doesn't even really reveal a whole lot uh, anyway. It's just getting things kicked off. But the kind of end credits, when they're actually showing the credits for it, they are actually just showing tons of Miss Marvel like comic book art, like yeah. splattered all over the comics, showing showing her doing her like in beginning powers. Like there's no kind of like crystal homage yeah. uh, to this character at all. So like if I just had to put like a theory out there in the world. I don't think it's likely to happen, but maybe it will, and I just wanted to put it out there in the world, is like maybe these cosmic powers that she's using, maybe by the end of the season, like, right, maybe it will permanently, like, change her body, and when when she's able to kind of, like, remove the object that gives her her powers, you know, maybe she will be permanently altered, right? Um, because uh, maybe... That's why they're leaning so much into it in the credit scene. I don't know. It's just a guess. Uh, overall, I would say I'm positive on the show, yeah. though. It's, it's really fun. Like, there's not a lot of stakes here like, right yet, right? You know, I think the biggest mystery for me is, well, how do these abilities work? Uh, what is their origin, right? Uh, will we get that? How does this tie into Captain Marvel and the Marvels later on? Uh, that That's my biggest, like, question marks overall. Uh, so I, I want to see more about that. I, I don't think they're going to go with the skin. I think they're going to keep... The crystals, and I don't mind the colors as much because I feel it fits her costume she's going to come up with later. I think we'll learn it'll, it'll all tie in better whenever she's uh, in her actual. I, it's not so much the the color for me. Yeah. it's just like oh, the I, crystals and stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, I like. I mean, I, I like the whole thing. I think I think it's really on brand with it. But I think you know what what's going to be, uh, you know, I the only thing that I don't like, and this is this is how you have to do it for all these things is. The, the mother, and I, I know it's probably also a culture thing because they're, they're Muslim, but, like, the mother's very overbearing and, like, negative the entire episode, right? I'm like, we get it. We, we know. Uh, but, like, I, I again, it's, it's a culture thing, so I'm like, let's, I, I'll, I'll adjust to it. It's, it's fine with me. It's, it's nothing that's going to get me hung up on it. But very, very excited to see this. Um, you know, I, I did see someone uh, kind of say, or it, I think it was maybe maybe at Marvel and Disney that this shows kind of like a palate cleanser, uh, right? Like it's a very very light, very low stakes, very you know, um, it's against a PG show, not even PG thirteen. So interesting to kind of kind of check that out um, as it moves along. So we'll we'll keep you guys posted as more episodes uh, drop. Uh, moving right along this morning, woke up. Uh, I, I sent you tons of texts this morning, uh, reminding you to get your <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder tickets, Mike. Uh, while they're while the gettings were good, uh, I was sitting in the airport about to board. And I'm like, I gotta I gotta get these before I get on the plane because otherwise, all the good seats will be taken. And um, uh, I was able to get mine for IMAX uh, on that opening night uh, for June, uh, I believe seventh at uh, 6 p.m. What about you? you? You get yours yet or are you waiting? Nice. Well, I mean, we'll uh, we'll be figuring out how we're going to handle it That's on right. the show, but I'm going to be on vacation uh, That's right. I, uh, right when the, the movie comes out, so I might get a chance to see it overseas. Not 100% sure, but uh, stay tuned. Obviously, we're going to be talking about this movie. Just don't know exactly the date yet. Yes, and then I once uh, tickets go on sale, it does confirm that the uh, the movie length right because they have to know this to actually uh, schedule out the the tickets so it is coming this uh, movie's like an hour and 58 59 minutes long uh, which the the biggest article is the shortest movie since 2018 I'm like there's only been like a handful of movies since 2018 so like 
not really fair overall, but like you know, that's a pretty it's a pretty brisk film. I think that worked well for Doctor Strange, right? Uh, keeping it you know short to the point, other than floating yeah. around and. and Lingering it's funny. I've, I've always wondered if there's ever uh, strategic um, conversations uh, at studios for lengths of films, right? Because especially when you have a movie that you know people are going to see, right? You know, uh, technically, the shorter your movie is, you know, um, a, a, a given auditorium in a movie theater might be able to squeeze in one more showtime, right? If the movie's a little bit shorter compared to a longer film like The Batman. So uh, I'm sure it's not um, the highest priority, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it pops up in conversations right. of like, we can't have these three hour movies because we can't sell technically as many tickets yeah. on opening weekend. But uh, who knows? Yeah, well, it's also good, you know, again, even if, if that's not the case, some of my conversations, we need to keep these tight. Not every Marvel movie needs to be an end game, right? Not, they don't all need mm-hmm. to be an Infinity War. Let's get them at two hours. Get them in, get them out, move along. So um, two-hour movie length, that's good by me. So, um, again, that's coming out. Tickets are now on sale. Make sure you go buy them, get your seats while you can. Coming out uh, July 8th everywhere or 7th if you get them on Thursday. So we'll keep you guys posted. What's also interesting about this movie, Mike, is um, literally we are now in the window where we can get a Black Panther trailer right before this. Like, Oh, weird. Like, yeah. we, we could be watching a Black Panther trailer with this, or maybe at the end of it possibly, but... Uh, we're, we're, we're in that window now for the next movie, which is actually November. So we'll, uh, if something comes up, we'll, we'll let you guys know. Uh, I did not know this. Deadpool 3. We, we know they hired Sean Levy, right, uh, to do the mm-hmm. directors. But I did not know he brought back the original writers, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. I was under the impression that the, um, the sisters were working on this still. Oh, the Molyneux sisters yes. from uh, the Bob's Burgers and the Great North. Yes. I mean, who knows? This just could be um, this could be like touch up, punch ups, rewrites. Who knows? You know, in the in the land of television, I feel like it's a little easier to kind of like track um, historically the the writing credits to something. Yeah. But man, with like a movie, like even when like you go on IMDb, right, and you start to see. You, it's like it's so hard to tell because if you don't reach a certain threshold of like percentage like you don't even get your name on it if you're just doing certain things so who knows maybe they're just showing up to help solve a problem yeah. maybe they're showing up to just like tweak some dialogue because that's one thing we do know about the Deadpool character right you know when he has a mask on you can change that dialogue uh, in, in post as much as you want you know maybe so it's just some of that uh, yeah. I, this is something we'll probably never truly know. Yeah, well, I think I think we will when the credits come out because it, you know you're familiar with writing guild stuff. If they write a certain percentage mm-hmm. of it, they have to get a credit. If they their names don't show up, they probably didn't use anything. So uh, the biggest thing about this was I missed this news about the writers, and it's like two months old. So um, <laughs> that was like I was I was looking at it, I was like I was we've. You know, we've always been under the impression the Molyneux sisters were here. I did not know that with, with Sean Levy. So I want to make sure I went back and bring that because the official news this week is Raymond Chan joins Deadpool 3 as a production designer. Now, you may be asking us, why would you bring that to the news front, Chris? Well, when a production designer is on board, that means they're actually working on making this movie happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much moving forward, getting to, uh, you know, how the suits, the sets and everything is going to look. Uh, Raymond Chan comes from a line of MCU stuff, going all the way back to Thor The Dark World and working on the better projects such as Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange, Infinity War, and Endgame. So, um, MCU uh, veteran coming in to, to work on Deadpool here. So, um, I think I think that's great news, right? Like That's what we want. We want to know when this is going to come out and when, when uh, it is R-rated. So, you know, how's, how's this going to work in the MCU at, at large? Just oh, maybe we are, the it's the uh, it's those parental controls on Disney Plus, yeah. right? That's all they needed to get done before they could release this movie. So they should be yeah. good to go. Yeah. So we'll keep you guys posted if we hear anything. Probably Comic Con later this year. Surprise news here, uh, according to Deadline, um, the Thunderbolts movie, which I did not have on my bingo card. I probably had it more on like a, a, a Disney Plus show. Uh, adds a uh, Jake uh, Schreer as a director now you said you know jake uh, schreer uh from some stuff he's done here I'm gonna yeah go i don't i don't remember exactly what it was off the top of my head but when you sent it my way last week i did look him up and all of his 
kind of directing credits uh, were seemed to be attached to TV, and they're all shows that I liked. Mm-hmm. So that's a good sign uh, if uh, he's been involved in things that I've already liked. Um, I think the oh, Dick, question Dave, is, yeah, they, yeah, I think yeah. the. I think the question is, is uh, when it comes to uh, Thunderbolts, like what is the makeup of the team, right? Yeah. You know, are we expecting to get a little Falcon and the Winter Soldier cameo characters in there? Uh, who knows, Taskmaster maybe? Uh, I say Taskmaster is an opportunity, if not Yelena, right? Um, mm-hmm. we, we, we have this uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus' character, um, what's uh, Contessa Valentina? Allegra de Fontaine, whatever, whatever it all is, <laughs> kind of handing out assignments. We also have, um, wh- like you said, what's his name? Uh, U.S. Uh, it's not Patriot. What's his name? The guy from Falcon Winter Soldier, the Captain mm-hmm. America guy. Um, you got those two kind of lined up here. Um, yeah, it, it, is, a, is the Abomination going to be in this? You know, from the, the yeah, She Hulk stuff. I, I jumped on uh, Google Images, and of course, people have already been making Thunderbolts fan casting. Oh. Yeah. for a while now and one that i didn't think of that we haven't really had much follow-up on is the the white vision yeah somebody yeah. kind of has this here in their roster i mean i mean that would really overpower your team for sure like you don't really need much else on the thunderbolts if you have white vision so uh who knows if that's going to happen yeah. uh, my my obviously my only main concern is uh it seemed like some of these characters come out of um some of my least liked Marvel properties, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh-huh. So, uh, if any retconning needs to be done, I'm okay with that. Or if well, any better writing needs to be done, I'm okay with that. Well, I think I think here's I, I think you know, it, I don't think this will have anything. I don't think the characters affect the writing. A bad writer makes a bad character. I think if you have a good movie, you have this. But what's interesting is to me. Is this in reaction to the success of the Suicide Squad? Right, we kind, they've kind of been planting these seeds. You know, this isn't even officially announced by Marvel or Disney. This is a deadline kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it may not eventually see, but it's just like, you know, James Gunn has had a really good success with the Suicide Squad. He's having success with, uh, what was the uh, the character that ran a uh, Peacemaker? Um, mm-hmm. You know, is this is this Marvel's reaction to those characters uh, yeah. a little bit? I feel... Because they, they feel... could be disposable, very disposable along the it, way. It seems like whether or not it's reactionary, it's inevitable at some point in time right like the marvel train's not stopping so you know if you're just being logical and just kind of going through like iconic teens within the marvel universe you know okay thunderbolts let's get it going so Mm -hmm. and also like you know how reactionary could it be when they've already kind of set the seeds for a lot of these characters too so but yeah i think the main question is the reaction would truly be based on what rating does this movie get right now if it's rated r i would say yes they are reacting to the success of the suicide squad but you know the success of that movie is kind of murky right because it dropped like kind of during the pandemic and then it was also on hbo max as well so it's like okay well how much you know can you really see how successful that was but uh i mean we enjoyed it Right. So well, yeah, I, think, I, think I think the rating of it is going to be really what determines if it was reactionary. Well, I, I mean, it could be that. It could also be like how many of these characters live out of this, right? Like, are they? They don't have to be. It doesn't have to be R-rated to kill characters off. I think that's kind of the thing. Like, can we turn villains into these heroes? Now, are any of these characters that we mentioned really villains at the end of the day in Marvel? Right? Like, everyone's had like sort of a redemptionary kind of kind of arc there at the end. Even even U.S. Agent was like, oh, I'll help the guys at the end. So, like, you know, there are also other iterations of it. You know, um, the when, when Paul uh, Schreer, is right? Is it Paul Schreer? Uh, whatever. On his, on his account on Instagram, the image he showed uh, from an article uh, includes Hawkeye and America Chavez. And none of the characters we've mentioned thus far. So, could it be more, is this their Young Avengers kind of initiative instead? Um, oh yeah, I don't uh, know. and then, then they've just given it a name that Marvel, you know, calls because they've given Marvel's very, very fond of using names, not necessarily in the the, the order the comic books use them in. Um, so that's just one thing, you know. We, we can we can kind of keep keep our eyes on. You know, it's just something that you know they'll they'll use, you know, the the kids for along the way. So um, I'm interested. I want to know who's writing it. Um, right? You said that that's an important part. Who's writing this? And um, Will this go to theaters or will this be a Disney Plus movie? Because uh, I could easily see them say, you know what? 
we could do this uh, this movie if if we're using characters that appeared in the Disney Plus shows. Let's put it on the uh, on the streaming service. So um, I'm gonna guess Disney Plus Day will tell us a little bit more about this, whether it's there or not along the way. Moving along, Spider-Man No Way Home. Sony has announced this returning this to theaters after the bomb that was Morbius returning to theaters. Um, <laughs> they are decided, I guess, maybe the same guys like, let me redeem myself. Let's put Spider-Man back in theaters, but we're going to put out the more fun stuff version, um, which is a horrible name, by the way, <laughs> uh, for this. And I, I, we love Spider-Man. We love No Way Home. Um the teaser is literally just them, uh, Toby Maguire and Garfield and uh, Tom Holland sitting around saying, um, I'm Spider-Man, no, I'm Spider-Man, no, I'm Spider-Man. Okay, well, let's do this again. And then literally it's just a trailer, or a, a logo. This, I, I hate this idea so much, Mike. I don't know how you <laughs> feel, but I, I just hate it and I can't find the words to describe why I hate it. But it it's just, just seems I, I, cheap. I think we're both we're both surprised and we're both a little disappointed because I think we just both of us forgot that Sony had been doing this already, right? Sony yeah. has been re releasing these uh, their kind of you know Marvel Sony Spider Man properties just to rake in more money, right? Uh, because I have a feeling when it comes to the legality of their worlds and their characters with Marvel, like that's the best place for them to, to make dollars is at the box office. So yes, yeah. let's just re-release it. Uh, yeah, it is a weird title. I guess it doesn't technically hurt anybody or anything. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not too concerned about it. But yeah, it's pretty kind of like a cringy, a cringy ask of just like, please give us more money. Yeah. I mean, and they will. They'll make. They'll make some money. So oh yeah. I don't know if. I don't know if they're going to get any big headlines out of the re-release. No, I mean it's it's like in September, which is weird. Uh, weird month for it, right? I guess nothing else is going on. Yeah. Um, this is this is the headline it gets right now. Like yeah. after this news cycle is over, uh, maybe there'll be a blip again if something truly new and engaging is on it because obviously they say it's an extended version but is there really going to be anything that they can pull out of yeah. there as like you know the, a reveal and probably not yeah the biggest thing I, I could think of is there's just a lot more Sp Spider-Man team up footage in the back half that they want to put in here yeah, um, or there's just like or there's just like cut yeah. conversations, like oh Ned chatted with this Spider Man, yeah. or you know MJ chatted with this Spider Man yeah. in the science room, and they had to cut it for time. Yeah. You know, and and I, the thing is with me, I mean, again, none of these are going to Disney Plus. I don't think this the final version will be the right the the one that that is accredited in the MCU going forward. Like, uh, but you know, this just reeks of whatever they did. Like, was it Batman v Superman? the dawn of justice edition or whatever mm -hmm. the the longer versions um along the way so uh it's, i blame lord of the rings they did it right but they've encouraged everyone else to do it half-assed the rest of the time so whatever i probably won't go back to theaters but again reminder spider-man no home now available let's bring it home do we watch it Spider-Man Across the Universe dropped some information today as well, Mike. This is the benefit of doing this on a Monday. We have confirmation that the big bad villain for this movie will be voiced by Jason Schwartzman and is a character called Spot. Have you? Are you familiar with Spot? The Spot? Oh, uh, why does it sound? Am I, am I just thinking of Polka Dot Man, and that's it, why this sounds familiar? Or was this a character that was floated at some other time in the it, past? Because it's in my head for some reason. He's never been in anything except the animated shows, um, so I think that's about it. So it's essentially a white suit person with black dots all over him, but the dots are portals to the other dots, right? So he's literally making his own portals. And in this animation, uh, this clip we see here from across the Spider Verse, you see. Uh, Miles kicking him in one of the holes, his foot coming out the other one and hitting Gwen instead. So um, he, he's, uh, if, if it's across the Spider Verse, you know, about crossing dimensions, maybe this character is using his holes to go across dimensions. Um, this artwork also shows him looking a little leaky, right? Like his, like, he's got like black goo maybe coming out of some of his. Uh, spots. Or possibly maybe like an ink or something yeah. like that. Very uh, stylized. I love the look of them. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, this fits into the Spider-Verse theme, very much so. And yeah. Jason Schwartzman, great great actor, great voice actor. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, seems pretty cool here, but man, I just I want another trailer, other than that little teaser we got. You know. Oh yeah, hopefully we'll get something here soon. Yeah, so uh, check that out. That's the news that dropped today. I believe they said more information might be dropping later today. 
um, for this week. So we'll keep. <laughs> they can't posted. drop it until their computers are finished rendering it. Probably like uh, give us twelve more hours, then we can send this clip to PR. Oh yeah, exactly. Here's a, here's another character or two we're going to reveal to you. But um, yeah, it's apparently the spot's the big the big villain for this one. Black Adam. The, I believe this is the next DC property, right? Uh, coming up, uh, gave us its first official trailer on Monday. Uh, and I believe your exact words were like, about time. Uh, <laughs> we've been waiting for this Black Adam movie forever. The Rock, you know, huge name, huge person. Uh, we'll be playing this. Uh, we got our first trailer here. Really didn't give me anything new, I felt, Mike, that we needed to, to, for, to see how this yeah, movie's we- going to be. Yeah, it's a little, like, I am not super familiar with the character or his, like, world or worlds in general, but is he, I can't totally tell, he's not an Earthbound character, right? Does he come he, to Earth? No, he is, uh, he, he's, he's a Shazam-powered character. Yeah, it's like, but it's not... He went it, evil, it's not so, too, like, that's why yeah. they locked him away. Yeah, I guess the biggest takeaway from this trailer is, like, when he just, like, straight up says, like, I kill people, something yeah. along those lines. So he will be murdering <laughs> fools. Uh, so I guess they're going for yep. that full PG thirteen rating. They, they use in that teaser for like we need heroes. They use the same Hawkman footage. They use the same uh, Adam Smasher footage. The only mm-hmm. thing is, Doctor Fate has like a Doctor Strange mirror dimension effect in front of him. Yeah, um, and there's like a couple like there's a couple like technologically advanced like motorbikes like vehicles like there's like some like like speed bikes and some planes so i guess that's maybe why my brain was thinking like aliens so i don't know if there's some sort of advanced organization like hunting down black adam i don't know who the villains are here uh so i'll give you that credit to me and i hate to say this because I, i i feel bad saying it but this trailer has a bunch of shots that remind me of iron man one um, like, <laughs> and a little, and a little bit of the first Thor movie too. Like when that the the van is kind of out in the middle yeah. of that open area, and they just happen to come across Black Adam, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of like when when Iron Man got hit by that tank shell, right? Like uh-huh. he goes from that, and then he and he catch this one. He catches the missile. He throws the he like the guy hits him, and that's the same Iron Man scene where the guy comes up and tries to shoot him, right? The terrorist does in his new red mm-hmm. suit, and he ends up like knocking him through the wall or across the town. It, there's a lot of similarities, and, and maybe you know, I, I, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm not saying it's ripping off Iron Man by any means, but like it felt like a lot of the scenes were cut, including those Iron Man shots. Uh, I mean, parallels. it's a it's a it's a brutal origin story for a character, right? Like yeah. a former slave now, like becomes like the then, worst, uh, the, the worst kind of. Yeah. It, it also kind of mirrors, I feel like, a little bit uh, in the Luke Cage Netflix series. Yeah. You know, like the scariest thing, you know, is like a, a bulletproof black man. I think somebody says that verbatim in the show. So it's like, okay, well, imagine like a slave that you were, yeah. you know, basically like using as just uh, like an object becomes like all powerful. So uh, you can yeah. kind of see the rage there. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about the character, so. Yeah. If I had to wager a guess, is he's not gonna remain fully, you know, bad forever, right? right. You know, he's got to be just bad enough to put a fight on screen, right, where he fights Shazam, but not bad enough to where, like, you know, he's killing really any of the heroes, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think any of these these heroes are gonna be killed uh, either. I think that'll be his lesson. Like at the end, he's like, you know, I could kill you, you villain, but like instead, I'm, I've I've learned my ways. I feel I it feels it's fine. I'm excited to see this. The Rock's awesome. Comes out in October. It's perfect time for this to come out, right? Um, so excited to kind of see that. And also, like you said, it looks like it takes place in the past in the in the current time. Um, I did see like one. It looks like maybe he had his arm cut off, or like someone cut him up the middle because he's like falling off a cliff, three hundred style, with like blood mm-hmm. coming off of him. Thought that was a pretty cool shot. So, Black Adam next DC movie coming out October twenty first. Trailer it's in the show notes. Uh, surprise announcement this week. Uh, the Joker sequel uh, is officially in the works from uh, director Todd uh, Phillips. Uh, guy who did the first one, right? I call it mm-hmm. Foley Adu, uh, which you know is the name of that Fallout Boy album from like 2007. <laughs> Um, did you? Did you? I had to. I just googled it because I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember when you sent this to me earlier in the week." Yeah. Had that French subtitle or whatever, so I, I looked it up, and apparently it's a um, it's a mental disorder. Uh, it's a kind of like a phenomena 
when two individuals share the kind of same um, uh, delusional disorder shared by like common trauma, which I guess makes you know kind of sense if like if a really traumatic event is going to give somebody uh, you know uh, a mental issue, yeah. if two people experience it at the exact same time, you could theoretically develop the same uh, mental problem. So is this? Is this hinting at the, uh, probably not two Jokers, but that would be really, really funny, right? Yeah. What would we do in the sequel? Uh, another Joker? Uh, okay, let's do that. Well, I guess it probably has something to do with maybe like Bruce Wayne or maybe well, another villain. That, that's the thing, like, you know, the Joker is a villain. Who's the villain for a villain? Uh, is that a good mm-hmm. guy? Is that a, an even worse person? I don't know what's going on. Uh, the second image does show Joaquin Phoenix is, you know, here reading the script, uh... I always forget he doesn't look anything like he did in the Joker in, in real life. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, who who do you make the antagonist of the Joker? Is it oh you know, the cigarette companies because he's smoking a cigarette yeah. in this picture? Uh, to me, I think I think you're right. Like you know, DC did a thing called the Three Jokers recently. I don't think they do Three Jokers, but you know, is you know, uh, is there somebody else pre- maybe pretending to be the Joker in this world and he wants to take the credit for it? I don't know. Um, I think the first one's you know a good movie it's not something that i go back to it's, it's kind of a depressing film right like you don't you don't feel good watching it so uh but you know this is probably one of the first moves by that new guy who's running dc right who came over from discovery mm-hmm. um so good for them to do this i guess yeah it do, it does seem strange to make a sequel kind of out of that film uh right but in in what world does a studio not capitalize on the success right it would just be it would be asinine to kind of like leave the money on the table you know even though there might be some artistic integrity there it just made way too much money to not do this yeah 100 percent well i think you know they always say if the script's right that doesn't mean anything i think at the end of the day uh whether i don't know if the script will ever be right for something like this but i'm interested to see see what it'll look like at least an attempt will be made um, you know, Todd Phillips is no no stranger from doing sequels, even threequels, with those uh, Hangover movies he did uh, to get this far. Um, I think the only other thing is uh, I did see just just to throw this on there, uh, the guy who does uh, who's, who's running Warner Brothers uh, now from Discovery wanted Todd Phillips to like be their Kevin Feige for like the DC stuff, like, but he's like I don't know anything about the actual comic books. I just know the <laughs> Joker, so. I don't think that's going to happen, but they still need somebody over there to kind of run the ship a little bit. Uh, I've not caught up to the boys yet, Mike. Episode four, I know, dropped on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but due to the strong success of the first three episodes, I even think the, they announced this on the day of the fourth one. They've already uh, Amazon's renewed this for a fourth season. So, um, man, I'm glad we have this in the uh, in the show notes though, because uh, so far this season of the boys and just the boys in general, I think is some of the strongest superhero storytelling that we have going on like right now across like all of media like the boys is just great and i'm loving it so i i very happy to see uh, a fourth season i think i'm looking forward to more well, of it what i hate what i hate about this announcement is like i literally feel anyone could die at any second in the show uh like anyone could like it reminds you how we're all just big like bodies of blood and guts, right? Like because of how the show is. So like I hate that they said I was renewed for fourteen because I'm like, well that means somebody or at least most of these people are gonna live through it, right? Like you know, <laughs> I, I like not knowing when I turn this on. Like anyone could die any second here in a heartbeat, and it's, Ooh. It's and then when they this makes me sound so sadistic, but when they do die, it's usually yeah. bloody and gory, and there's yeah. like pieces of people. Oh yeah, like <laughs> the, the, the end of the first episode, literally. Um, you know, so you have one guy who's doing CGI to make people explode, right, in different chunks. <laughs> and then literally another person physically going out and spraying the set with fake blood. Uh, so, like, I'm like, this has got to go through more squibs and fake blood than any other show out there right now. So, um, I, I, I like the boys. Again, um, not, not appropriate for children, I would say. But definitely does not pull any punches. You think by the third season, they're like, oh, then we got a lot more eyes on this. Again, uh, not the not the cold open. The second scene uh, literally proves that they can do anything in the show and get away with it. Uh, I, I would hate to be the person asking about that scene, Mike. Uh, so, <laughs> there's a great um, in this uh, most recent episode. So I think it would be the fourth episode. There is a 
hysterical fight scene and I'll and I'll kind of leave it at that and it just makes you go oh I wish I could have been in the room when they pitched that yeah you know I don't know if it exists you know previously in the in the comics anywhere but it's like oh this is great oh yeah yeah I'm very excited to catch up on that this week uh, we, we spent uh, here last week finishing Stranger Things we had the choice so we were like let's go ahead and finish Stranger Things uh, and I was walking in in, in Austin Texas yesterday uh, up up in a down street you know going to several stores and I walked by a restaurant blaring running up that hill uh, from from Stranger oh, Things oh man it's crazy so that Kate Bush song yeah when um, when I started hearing it was getting popular like the weekend that Stranger Things came out I was like oh I'm gonna go on Spotify and kind of like see how it's doing and it wasn't in the US or world charts yet but it was kind of on their viral charts which I don't really know how Spotify determines what um, what is viral out there song wise but I decided to go back and check now because I hear the song constantly on TikTok now you know I'm, I'm seeing people talk about it all the time and it is now number one like across the board like yep. on the world charts on the US charts it's like it's crazy like and I guess uh, Harry Styles brand new album which was dominating has just gotten pushed down yeah. so it's a uh, Kate Bush all the way 37 year old song like taken back number one I, I just that's that's wild like we said mm-hmm. it's just the power of these shows and what they can put in there and and do uh, like it's it's, yeah. it's crazy so moving along uh, this is a, a, a big a big thing for you Mike here the last of us are your f- I think this might be the first official photo showing both um, Joel and Ellie uh, in in the, the the upcoming show here. Yeah, there's been some decent like um, like telephoto lens paparazzi shots from sets like over the last few weeks that have been really clear. Uh, but this is the first one, and I'm glad you put it on here where you can kind of see a clicker. Yes. in the background i didn't even catch that the first time i saw this picture because you know it's just so dark and subtle back there but yeah it just this looks great i have a i have a friend that is a gigantic last of us fan and i feel like he breaks out into a sweat every time <laughs> anything uh happens with this uh tv show he's like so excited so yeah. i'm yeah i'm down yeah it's got it's got a lot of uh i wouldn't say weight to it but a, a lot of you know um I don't know pressure to to get it right. Like you know, Sony didn't do well with Uncharted, uh, so yeah. this is their second property, and they also I license mean, everything else for streaming. Yeah, admittedly, I haven't been doing a great job like keeping track of video game adaptations, but there's not a lot. What I mean, a lot of successful ones. I think the only that's coming to my forefront is like Detective Pikachu, Sonic, which is not even which is not even really like directly related but it is connected to that franchise and i thought that was good and i like the adaptation um yeah maybe this will be the first thing that really kind of breaks through and oh, no. says oh video games can do it sonic did it i mean like i said sonic sonic oh two, yeah sonic that's two. right uh the fact that sonic even got a two and they're making a third <laughs> one uh it's just fantastic uh Take, untr- well, I, I admitted i wasn't keeping track of this yeah I know. well i know that this is it's just that one um you know we we watched mortal Kombat. that was a kind of a letdown right there wasn't actually mm-hmm no Mortal Kombat in there. Uh, and I was trying to think of the other one. Um, oh, The Rock did Rampage a couple of years ago, uh, <laughs> which I was like, we like The Rock, but, you know, he doesn't always make all the best decisions along the way. So, um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see this. You know, this is a streaming show going to HBO. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of prestige content coming out of HBO. So we'll keep you guys posted. Lastly, uh, just I wanted to cover, uh, you know, talk a little bit about the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi show episode four here, um, because uh, in uh, thank God I was able to avoid spoilers all all day Wednesday for this, and you've watched this, Mike, right? So mm-hmm. um, episode yep. four discussion here. Uh, if you've not seen it, walk away. If not, come back. I uh, did not expect a Jedi tomb at the bottom of this uh, this uh, Inquisitor temple, uh, and the first one they show is actually. A character from the Clone Wars who helped Ahsoka find her lost lightsaber in the underground of like Coruscant. So I was like, Yeah, I, I had oh. a feeling when this scene popped up, I was like, Oh, this scene's for Chris. He's yeah. gonna understand and know where these characters are from. I was just like, kind of like, none of these look familiar for me. So these all must be like deeper but, cuts that I don't get. Well, it, it it also kind of flashes forward to something they do in Rebels. Um, do you want? to know what they do in Rebels, or do you want me to leave it? Yes, Okay. You so, can tell me. So the Inquisitors, the Grand Inquisitor, uses the uh, bones and remnants of um, 
one of the the Jedi's from the from the Clone Wars, uh, the what the green skinned girl with the stuff who looks like uh, Ahsoka, but she's green. They use mm-hmm. her body to lure Jedi in to trap them and kill them. Um, so like she, they're like, oh, come help me, you know, I'm this Jedi, I need help, and they get there and like it's just her bones, and it's like, oh, like it's it's like pretty <laughs> grim uh, for yeah. it, but like you know to see that they have like. These are obviously corpses. They're like someone's like, oh, maybe they're in stasis. I'm like, no, these people are in stasis. These are just corpses, literally like trophy room kind of thing. Yeah, it does make me. I feel like there is this like underlying maybe story that is trying to be told. Maybe like, and we saw it through the Mandalorian with like kind of like the the labs and the genetics and the hints to cloning. And yes. then you have like these these Jedi's and tombs. And now that you bring up this creepy bone sorcery that you're talking about, yeah. it seems like they're maybe working their way up to like some sort of like storyline where like star Wars is maybe going to briefly switch from fantasy to like, like science fiction. Yeah. Because I think that's the hard, that was the hardest thing to like stomach with all of the uh, cloning of the emperor in the, in the new yeah. trilogy. Right. Is because so much of the plot is, hinged on this this like science right but when you do it in the clone wars and the prequels it's not that big of a deal right because it's just like you're just kind of making just things to kill right you're just making like a a, like a personality less soldiers but you know they do get more personalities in the clone wars tv show right yeah but but for Uh, the movies like if you look at all movies it makes more sense earlier on yeah so it, it does make me feel like we're getting into some sort of like dark side science maybe coming so, up here because we're seeing a lot more laboratory type can, settings my idea with this because we saw they were going to use you know grogu's blood right they were going to use his body mm-hmm. these bodies uh and i looked up it was a master luminara but these bodies here maybe they need four sensitive midi-chlorian filled blood to do the cloning of of the emperor's body uh, maybe and that's maybe, like the but... underlying thing like we can't just do a normal human or we or we it'd be easy I, but you know, maybe, we, we don't like the m word in the star wars if, world <laughs> if they if they go down that line in the in the series i would love them to do something also with it like don't yeah. just like backdoor an excuse of why the emperor was cloned because trust me even doing that is not going to make me like that last movie oh, yeah. no matter how well you explain it but like i don't know bring somebody else back or do something else cool with it and then you can always also say like oh i i'm here i have been brought back to life uh mm. because we use this also to do the emperor because i guess if you start to see like maybe the beginnings of it right because this is a uh, the obi-wan timeline then you got to move through the original trilogy to kind of get to uh you know like the baby yoga grogu era so yeah. i guess we'll see infancy of this stuff popping off in obi-wan yeah it, it like well like you said it's it's like some sort of like you know there's a it's it's running a through line in the back of everything I don't think it's getting towards the Emperor, uh, because I believe, you know, the people running Obi-Wan and uh, uh, Mandalorian are smarter than to try to do anything with that era, right? Like, they don't want to do that. But, you know, we also saw that Jedi uh, Survivor trailer last week with that kind of, like, armless person in that back to tank. You know, like... Oh, the back to tank is, like, the sensu bean yeah. of the dra- of uh, of the Star Wars universe. Like, everybody gets thrown into a back to tank. Exactly. Uh, like, so much so, like, I haven't read it yet, but I pulled up the Wikipedia page, because I was like, I gotta know more about... If we're gonna be getting more back to tanks, like, every other episode, I'm gonna read up about them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and, and it's funny, because, like, they didn't even include one until, like, what, Empire Strikes Back for the first time, whenever uh, Luke got hit by the Wampa, but... Like, I'm starting yeah. to get... What was, um... Um, what was that District 9 sequel for the director? It wasn't a sequel, but it, was it Elysium? Elysium. Yeah, that... Elysium. Yeah, like I'm getting strong Elysium vibes here with these like yeah. healing pods that'll fix everybody. Yeah, well, like you said, exactly. It's, it's very much like even Dragon Ball had a back to tank. Remember when in the Frieza saga? Like... Oh, yeah, they had one too. <laughs> yeah. Not only did they have the Sensu Beam, but they had the tank. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. So yeah, it is, it is like a, it's a catch-all thing here. But I was really you know, interested to see you know, overall, if anything from this episode stands out is that they are keeping Jedi bodies, even the youngling, like the the one shot that they cut too quickly, the youngling, right, frozen there, uh, was kind of, mm-hmm. it's, it's creepy and it's weird, and I like that bit of Star Wars. I like, like, mm-hmm. the, the stuff that's, like, not normal. Like, this is, this the dark side users slash Sith are into some weird shit, and this is what I'm at, this is what I'm in it for. Uh, so, mm-hmm. 
So very excited to see that. Uh, we've got two more episodes left. Uh, it, it is it is time to to get the lightsabers out and then redo the battles. Let's see the lightsaber battles. Let's get to it. So um, that's that's where I'm at. But goddamn, that Jedi tomb is so weird. I love it. <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to add before we, we, we get out of here? It's gonna no, we're on a time schedule. I, I think we just yeah, hit I think, it. So I think that's a, I think that's a, a week here for us. Okay. Uh, enjoy enjoy this. I don't think you benefited too much from getting this on a on a Monday, except we got to tell you those store tickets are out and available, which is something we couldn't have told you if we recorded uh, on a Sunday. The the Spider Man uh, No Way Across the Spider Verse of uh, ah, the see there, there you go. Some advantages of waiting till Monday. Yeah. Lay it on us, Mike. Where can people find you at? Oh, you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. People know about the show, what we're doing, uh, you know, maybe listen to some of those reviews we've got, or the Thor one coming up in a month. Where can they get all that good stuff at? Yes, if you want to find the headquarters for Superhero Slate, where I promise we do not have any corpses of Jedis in our basement, mm-hmm. you can find that at SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. We actually have a lot of links in the show notes this week, so if you want to check out all of those visual things that we were talking about, all those links there at SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us at Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts like ours like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store uh we love hearing from you please reach out let us know what do you think is happening in uh the uh cloning realm for star wars i want to know what people's theories are um yeah and we love hearing from you and we love our super fans too so if you want to be a super fan of this show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we'll be here every week folks that's right we'll catch you guys next week all right bye thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe